Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. Well, the phones are ringing once again, and Mother Angelica is answering the call from her classic TV shows of the 80s and the 90s, and I'm Doug Keck. As always, along with my cohort here, our network mm-hmm. chaplain and my good friend, Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Always great to be with you, Father. And with you, too. And recently I was at the shrine, and I saw this family drive up, a Hispanic family, and this little girl gets out with a pink dress and a blue a sash, just like the child Jesus, you know, dressed just exactly like the child Jesus. And it was just so delightful to see that. It's a beautiful tradition in the Hispanics. And I remember there was a woman who lived near Bogota for a time. She said that they would often do that. They would dress, dress up as they went to the uh, child Jesus shrine in Bogota, Colombia. So what remarkable things, you know, God did through Mother at the shrine in Hansville, and it continues to be a place of uh, pilgrimage and so many blessings right. for so many people. Right, and the idea of, of so many people being touched more than we'll, we'll ever know, at least on this side. Topics for today, did Our Lady die? When what you want in prayer doesn't happen. St. Joseph, a man of great action, and God wants you to put in some effort. Mm, mm-hmm. Really? I thought he just... <laughs> uh, I thought you just kind of say, Lord, you know what I want. I don't even tell you what I want. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really delightful. This is the first time I heard this story of Mother Angelica's father's death. <laughs> and what a surprise she received when she got the news of her father's death. And so we can never really predict how God is going to find a way for the good of a soul, for the salvation of a soul. And she said something in here I think is important for us to hear. She said, conversion and praying for conversion is one of the hardest things because it takes perseverance. Right, absolutely. And and a word we used to always hear in the old confirmation days, fortitude. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and that idea that whatever you do, keep praying for that person because you don't know what impact Mm -hmm. it's going to have. And and her story is is really, it's almost like a Padre Pio-like story. Yeah, it really is. Recently, I was uh, talking with uh, a mother. I've, I've, I've talked to her over the years, and she was just grieved over her son's life, just really horrible with drugs and so many other things. And I was surprised. I had a conversation with this young man, and there's a, an older man who he's working for that's kind of been a father figure that's kind of led him out of that darkness to a better place. So... God wants the good of every soul. We just have to persevere in our prayers. Right, but an important thing is for us to remember that it does take effort on our side as well. And keep at it. God wants you to put in effort. We have a call from our audience, and I don't want to miss them. Hello? Hi, Mother. How are you? Good, how are you? Fine. And what is your question? Um, I have a husband who I've been praying for his conversion for about two years, the Rosary Divine Mercy Chapel, and it just things just keep getting worse. And I don't understand why God won't change him so we could have a happy family because my four-year-old daughter is suffering because he, he walked out again. And I just can't understand why God won't change him to keep praying for it. Like, wouldn't he want us to be a happy family instead of being this way? Yeah. Well, it's very hard. <clears throat> very hard but perseverance again see that's part of 
fortitude, huh? Perseverance is part of fortitude. I have to keep on doing the same thing. Hmm? No matter how I feel. We're well, going to mess up once in a while. But at the same time, I keep trying. See, our Lord wants effort. He knows we're not always going to be successful. Effort. And so when somebody leaves like that, or that takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength. Don't ever, don't ever feel that it's hopeless. And you know, when I became a religious, <clears throat> I used to pray for my father once in a while because I, I didn't know him that long, that much, but still, he did come and, and see me in the monastery. He cried and told me to tell my mother he was sorry. A long time just to come to that. A long time. When I found out he died, I called the hospital and I said, did a John Rizzo uh, come in the hospital? Said, yes, he was dead on arrival. Well, my dear father had not been to Mass, I think, maybe when he was married, and that's it. But I knew when he came to see me, he was sorry. Sincerely sorry. And I said, well, uh, did anybody anoint him? Or She said, well, you know, she said that was a strange thing. She said, I was on duty at the time, and a priest came along in a brown habit. I said, brown habit? She said, yes, and anointed him. Well, I, I almost jumped out of my skin. A prayer answered at death. See, so never give up. Honey. Sometimes our prayers are only answered at death. And I, I really feel he was saved. Why? Because there was not a, a priest in my city of Canton, Ohio, in a brown habit anywhere. I don't know who anointed him because he was already dead, so he couldn't go to confession. He, but somewhere along the line, you see, what seemed so hopeless was filled with hope. And I prayed for him. I was pretty sure he'd be in purgatory. Say, so how do you know? Well, I don't. Who knows where anybody is? But considering whoever the priest was, God sent him for a reason. So never lose hope on anybody. Just don't expect it to be done in your time. <laughs> that was such a surprise to me. I guess my prayer was not as filled with trust as it should have been. I don't know. But it happened. God heard me years ago. And he never forgets. See? So please don't stop. Whatever you're praying for, a conversion is the hardest. Like I said, the people are getting the graces you're praying for. They don't listen. 
In Italian, we say Corgiorosta. Simply means hardhead. <laughs> we had one of the patriarchs here not too long ago. Well, yeah, it was a couple of years ago, I guess. And he was on the show at one of the Eastern churches. And um, after the show, he said to me, what was your father's nationality? I said, Calibrate. Oh, he said, Testadura. I said, yeah, Testadura, which again means hard head. <laughs> and he was talking to me. He wasn't talking to my father. He was talking to me when he said Testadura. So, see, there's something. Why did I say that? That has nothing to do with the subject at hand. Anyway, whatever the reason, um, sometimes it takes time. Just don't stop. Don't get discouraged or disheartened. God has his time. And unfortunately, God so often has to wait for us to say yes. And moving ahead, a topic that comes up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Did Our Lady die? We hear different opinions. Mm -hmm. What was Mother's? Yes, that she did because she shared in everything that Christ endured. And I actually did a little research on our EWTN website. And they actually have a teaching by Pope John Paul II. It was on his Wednesday catechesis on the Blessed Virgin Mary. And he says the same thing, that having been closely associated with Christ's redemptive work, it was fitting for Mary to share the experience of death before partaking of the resurrection. And he continued, because some will bring up uh, the pronouncement of Pope Pius XII, he mentions that, that he made no pronouncement on the question of Mary's death, Nevertheless, Pius XII did not intend to deny the fact of her death, but merely did not judge it opportune to affirm the sol solemnity of the death of the Mother of God. So that was his opinion that because of her love, because she shared in everything, that she shared in his death too, and his resurrection, of course. Right, and I like how Mother talks about her own, and she said, I have my own rendition of the scriptures here that work <laughs> out to fit into my perspective on these things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that she makes a distinction, too, you know, that our Lord ascended by his own power, but she was assumed by the Lord's power. So it wasn't something, you know, her assumption wasn't just on her own, uh, you know, ability, but it was something God had granted to her. Mother also alludes to the fact that uh, we all may be surprised, uh, assuming we get to purgatory, mm -hmm. who else is there? <laughs> yes. And so Bishop Sheen says the same thing, that there's going to be those three surprises that we're surprised to see. Some people we didn't expect, others we expected and weren't there, and that we're there. <laughs> That's right. And there'll be people who are surprised that we made it, right? <laughs> right. The question is, did Our Lady die? We have another question. Hello? Um, yes, Mother? Yeah. Good evening, Mother. Um, Good evening. I have a question about okay. Mary. Okay. Um, when Mary was taken up to heaven, mm -hmm. was she, did she already die, or was she taken before she died? No, she was dead. See, Our Lady imitated her son all the way. She died. If you go to Jerusalem, you, you see her laid out. Of course, tradition and, and a lot of whatever says that, as usual, Thomas was late. <laughs> and so they went to the tomb, 
and she wasn't there. She was raised into heaven by her son. See, our Lord raised himself, but Mary was assumed into heaven by the Lord. She didn't suddenly wake up and go on her own. See, that's the difference. Jesus rose on his own. The power of Jesus. On the third day, I shall rise. But Jesus, I'm sure, took her by the hand and said, come. And I'm sure that she must have appeared. And this is not in the book anywhere, so don't say mother said, Our Lady appeared to the apostles. I don't know. I'm just imagining she did. So don't make up stories. I do have my own rendition of scripture, but (laughs) I think it makes it interesting anyway. But I'm sure she appeared to them. They knew she rose. She was assumed into heaven. So she died first, just like her son did. And then she was three days, and then she, the Lord resumed her into heaven. So, she should say, well, did she go to purgatory? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. There'd be no purgatory for her. You and me, yeah, we'll see each other over there. And you'll say, well, are you Mother Angelica? I'll say, yes. Ah, oh, I can't believe you're here with me at purgatory. <laughs> Yep, and I'll tell you why I'm here. (laughs) There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica answering the call. I'm Doug Kecht along with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Next up, when what you want in prayer doesn't happen. Now, this is kind of typical for most of us, isn't mm-hmm. it, Father? Yes, that. Uh, but we have to realize that God is a father. So our fathers did not always say yes to us because, and thankfully they didn't, because we didn't always want what was good for our, you know, ourselves. And they could see a little farther than we could, being older and more experienced. And of course, our Heavenly Father sees all things. So sometimes he does say no or wait or not yet. Right. It's not that uh, you get the, you get what you're asking for. You get mm-hmm. what you need, so to speak, to mm-hmm. quote the old song. And there's always an answer. Sometimes we get it and we don't like it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with continuing. I remember even Mother talking mm-hmm. about the idea of should she pray for her own healing mm-hmm. at the time, right? Yeah. And she says here, uh, ask once a day, she thought. It reminded me of this book that I had read by a spiritual son of Padre Pio. His name was Adolfo. Afetato, and uh, he had this big exam. I think he was studying to be a lawyer, and uh, he was asking Padre de Pio, Pio to pray, and he said, well, just go to the chapel and ask, send your guardian angel. So he went five times during that day to ask for Padre Pio's prayers, and he goes to see Padre Pio later, and he says, what do you think, I'm deaf? Why'd you send him five times? <laughs> once was enough. <laughs> so Mother says, ask once a day. That's a, that's a good, a good uh, guideline for us, I think. That's right. Our Lord is not hard of hearing. When what you desire in prayer doesn't happen. We have a call. Hello? 
Hello, Mother. And where are you from? Uh, New York. Oh, good. And what is your question? My mother, in the book of Mark, uh, chapter 11, verse 24, Jesus says, I give you my word. If you are ready to believe that you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer, it shall be done for you. Mm-hmm. And what do we do when you, you are ready to receive it and, and you pray on it and it doesn't happen? Mm. God answered your prayer. He said, no. You know, we don't look at no answer as an answer, huh? Or it just isn't ready. Sometimes we pray for a conversion. But we have to realize, before our dear Lord, even God converts, or gives people the grace is always there, they don't answer. It takes time for a person to admit they're in trouble, and they need time for that will that is so set against God sometimes to turn. It takes time. And that's fortitude. You can always ask for something with courage. And constant, constant prayer is fine, but not, uh, not nervous prayer. You know, like, I need this, Lord. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it now. Yeah. I hope you weren't praying for patience. <laughs> I need it now. See, we have to have that. You know what we took a couple of weeks ago was the gift of fear of the Lord, which filial fear, which doesn't mean we're scared to death or shaking in our boots. It means I love my Father in heaven, and I've asked him for something. I, I can drop it. He heard me the first time. Some people have some grave moral problems and they really want to stop. They really want to quit. They really want to change. But their wills are weak. Why? Because they have been giving in all these years. It takes time. Whatever you're asking for, ask it once a day. You want to do that? Just once a day. Then go about your business, loving him, praising him, thanking him. And then, if he says yes or no, no for sure. He is going to do the very, very best for you. He, I, we have a Father in Heaven that is capable of anything and everything. But there are some things that God, I can't say He can't do, but if our dear Lord puts a square peg in a round hole, it's still a square peg. It's just in a round hole. He doesn't make the square peg round. Right? Well, some of us are in that position. <laughs> we expect him to put a square peg in a round hole. Well, he will. It's still a square peg. Some people have square heads. They just don't answer. They're just not ready to change their lives. Whatever you're asking for, keep asking in a loving way and just say, Lord, I leave it to you. I, I can't do anything about this situation. Or I, I need conversion. I'm not making headway. But you're trying. You're making headway. You're trying. You want to change. You know you should change. Those are all graces from God. So, so maybe we're being answered and you don't know it. In either case, 
please keep praying, but not with impatience. If I know he loves me, and I think you know he loves you, if whatever you're asking for is his will, fine. If it isn't, fine too. And closing out this week's program, near and dear to your heart, Father, uh, the <laughs> yes. topic is St. Joseph, a man of great mm -hmm. action. Yeah, I've done a lot of reading about St. Joseph since he is my patron, of course. And I'm so grateful to have him as a patron. And there's a lot we don't know about him, but we call him the patron of a happy death. So we call him that because we see him dying in the arms of Jesus and Mary. So he's not mentioned during the public life of our Lord. He's mentioned the last time when Jesus is 12 years old. So the tradition has been that he died in the arms of Jesus and Mary, um, perhaps before the public life of our Lord or sometime during the public life. And certainly uh, he stood by our Blessed Mother in those early days and obviously was mm -hmm. the protector of our Lord throughout. Yeah, so just an important role that he would have been there as Mother says, we're sure in God's providence that he would have been there throughout the young life of our Lord and taking care of Our Lady and providing for them. But perhaps, you know, when our Lord began his public ministry, that his role was complete. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we know he's a great man of action, but also of prayer. Right, and, a, and really a great example for all fathers. St. Joseph, a man of great action. We have another call. Hello? Father? Oh, where are you from? Rochester, New York. And how old are you? Eleven. Eleven. And what can I do for you? I want to know um, when, I was, um, jo when did Joseph die and how he died? Well, sweetheart, we don't really know. We only know that the last time we hear about St. Joseph is at the finding of the child Jesus in the temple. And it is a wonder, isn't it, huh? Some visionaries, approved by the church, have said he died before the, um, the ministry, the three years of our Lord's ministry. Some say he died earlier. But I'm, I am not sure, and I don't think anybody is sure. We only know for sure that he was with our Lord and Our Lady at 12. It says that, he, that our Lord went back with them, the Nazareth, and was subject to them. So I, I would think the Eternal Father would keep St. Joseph with Our Lady until our dear Lord began his public life, or at least close to that when our dear Lord would take care of his mother and himself. And that's one of the parts of St. Joseph, it's so beautiful, the hidden life. Uh, he's a man of few words, but great action. He was, he was heroically virtuous whenever the time came, he had to be. And so it's a kind of a mystery, honey, that's one of those wonderful things when we get to heaven, we can find out. We can go up to him and say, oh, Joseph, how old were you when you died? <laughs> For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.